To the ether. Today is Friday, December 10th, 2021. This was a space hosted by GT Capital featuring White Whale doing a AMA. Let's take a listen. Welcome everyone to another GT Spaces um, with myself, Jimmy, and Nick and Joe from GT. And we're joined today by with by Sebastian and Howard from White Whale. Um, really excited to speak to these guys. Been following what they've been doing for a long time now, since the very first tweet that Sebastian put out about the protocol. Um, to kick off, um, Sebastian, Howard, do you want to just introduce yourselves and just give us a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I'm Sebastian. I'm the founder of White Whale. Um, been a lunatic now for, geez, I guess it's almost, it's probably over a year. I think I found um, Luna late last year. It was under a dollar. I remember reading about it and watching the watching the little intro video on their website, and I just aped. I just aped into Luna, um, you know. And it's been um, <laughs> it's been no looking back ever since, right? I um, y- y- you know, but but I've always I've always gotten gotten engaged and active in into communities when i've uh you know when i've liked a project really and i think i think tara's really good at that you know i mean just look at gt capital there's something about it there's something about luna that's very sticky right um and it kind of it, it, it inspires you and it it makes people want to get involved and want to contribute i think so you know but but i had this idea I, I had this idea about decentralizing the, um, the the keeping of the peg, the enforcement of the peg, and I, I was sitting on the idea, um, and I actually first tweeted it out, I think in um, in April, right? I tweeted it out in April, and like it just fell flat. Uh, but then the May crash happened, right? And then um, a couple other things happened, like Iron Finance depegged um, and went to zero, and then I, I tweeted it out again in June. Um, and, and that one just shot through the Luna community, you know, and, um, it, you know, it, it really like, it, again, it really stuck and it really showed the power of the community because so many people reached out to me that were like, hey, we want to build this. We want to help you with this. I had devs reaching out. I had TFL, you know, um, just everybody was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. So I think really the, the project as a whole is a testament. Um, really to the to the sort of engagement and the excitement of the of the Luna community, to be honest with you. So I don't know if um Howard, if you want to introduce yourself, give a little bit a little bit of background. Yeah, sure. So so I'm actually like a hardware engineer background. I, like I was working on my thesis and I was I was doing this um this Cardano, like uh, the the Plutus Pioneer program. And and trying to get into the blockchain space, learning Haskell, and really, you know, 
<laughs> trying to grind through it, but it, it was just such a pain in the ass. And then I, um, after I graduated, I just, I didn't really want to do the, the regular nine to five and work for some, some big company and, you know, living the, the, the rat race. So I, I decided to just try something out. Uh, so I, tr I tried building like a data neutral mirror uh, bot. Like uh, it, it took out a loan from Anchor, deployed it um, in a data neutral strategy on mirror, and then repaid it uh, when, when that was needed. And you know, I think the guys at Nexus, Nexus Protocol probably know like how, how many details there are in, in trying to get, get that right. Um, so, so I tried building that and then I saw White Whale on Twitter, um, and I reached out and, um, yeah, that started my journey in, in the space and now, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's such an inspirational story. I, I remember that tweet out from June from Sebastian and immediately just thought that's an amazing idea. And like you saying about the community, Sebastian, like this you know there's this project we talked to angel a couple of weeks ago um star terror is another example of like just an idea that just came out of a tweet or a message to doe uh, and and then all of a sudden kind of six months later here we are and, and we're getting really close to the project being launched and you know it's just amazing that you, that, that story exists like over and over again in this community and um, so just like going from that like original concept idea, like how did the the project come together from there? Uh, who else is on the team in terms of like how many people are on the team and what kind of roles have you got covered? Yeah, so currently there's 10. There's 10 of us total. Um, you know, as far as how we came together, I mean, I would, I, I would say how, you know, how did GT Capital come together? You, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very organic, right? Um, everybody straight from the Luna, Luna community, you know, we're, we're all lunatics. Um, you know what I mean? I, I didn't really have to go out hunting and go out recruiting. Um, people approached me, you know, and they're like, hey, we, we want to build this. We want to be a part. Um, so then it was just a matter of, of interviewing and, and, you know, picking, picking the right people. But, um, but yeah, there's there's ten of us now. There's myself. There's Howard. He's our tech lead. He's our CTO. Um, we got a few more guys on the back end. We have a front end guy. We have two guys just working on the bots, um, and then we have a graphic designer. So I think that's I, I think I covered everybody. But yeah, and then and then as far as how how it evolved. So there was the tweet, right? The infamous tweet. And you're right. It's it's funny that you know we're we're not the only ones who have that story right that's kind of a a narrative in the luna community is that the tweet <laughs> you know that the tweet and then six months later there's a protocol but um but that was the tweet was at the end of june early july i think it was right at the end of june um you know and like i said it shot through the community there was all kinds of response tfl reached out said we want you to build this we're, we're going to help you what do you need devs reached out right um so so basically i i hired a, a few devs um and then we we entered into the next top blockchain hackathon that was august 8th um so so that was you know a little over a month afterwards um and to be honest with you i was expecting you know we we were 
we were jiving pretty good. We were, we were doing well. Um, you know, I was expecting to win the Terra like portion of the, uh, um, of the hackathon, you know, cause there, there was like 10 or 12 different blockchains involved, but I, I thought, all right, we're doing good. We could, we have a shot at winning the Terra portion. I was surprised that we won the whole thing, to be honest with you. I, I was surprised at that. Um, but that really was a, was a booster, right. And got a lot of attention, um, you know, and a, a lot of awareness and eyes on us. And, and honestly, it's just been a, it, it's been a whirlwind ever since, right. It's been a whirlwind ever since. And, uh, you know, now we're we're laser focused on um on delivering our, delivering our v1 on getting through our launch and sort of getting this this thing up and running so yeah cool well, i'm still i'm still working on my uh on my genius idea tweet and um, hopefully one day it will come to fruition uh, yeah just don't force it just let it let it come <laughs> <laughs> um, so like for the people here like I, I know that a lot of the audience here will know like what white white whale's all about but maybe the people who don't you know what is white whale and and what is the problem that you're trying to solve yeah yeah so we're an arbitrage platform right so we've you know and and here's the thing white whale like we think of ourselves as a missional project right We, we are on a mission we have a very clear mission right and and that's to decentralize the enforcement of the peg right we want we want to give that power. We we want to give the community the tools um, to to be able to keep the peg right. But you know, and and that's priority number one. But we're we're also an arbitrage platform. So we've taken arbitrage, which is something that's typically complex, um, that requires a lot of capital, that requires technical expertise. It's a high barrier of entry, right? Arbitrage, um, and we we've taken that and we've distilled it down to a very simple very user-friendly process right so so basically it is as easy as using anchor protocol you deposit ust and anchor protocol it's the same thing you deposit it into our vaults and you're arbing right so um so, so you know we're going for user-friendly but but here's a point that I, that i want to make and i said this on uh the terabytes interview a few days ago too right we ust is the best chance that this planet has at a decentralized stable coin right? We are the, for sure, far and away, the leader, the best shot we got, the biggest one, the most established one, um, you know, and, and Do Kwan always says, right, a decentralized economy needs a decentralized currency, right? Like, it's it's like a mantra for Terra. Um, and and I, I totally 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And we all know um, the attack vector and the weakness of having a centralized collateral backing, right? And, and, that regulator that regulators could freeze, right? We know the the weak points of the of the centralized stables, right? But but here's what I'll suggest. Okay, here here's what I'll say. If there's only one or even two or a couple major parties that are gatekeeping and protecting the US the, the UST peg, right? If there's only one gatekeeper of the peg, then that is a centralization point. Right. And that is a that's a centralized point of failure. Right. So. So, for example, and I, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not saying this this can ha- this is going to happen. Right. But I'm saying that it could. Right. So. So let's say, for example, Jump Capital keeps the peg. Right. And and they're by and large the lead like they're, they're basically the, the major play, player that's doing it. OK. Um, if one day 
they decided, hey guys, you know, we're going to build our own algo stablecoin that's better than UST on Solana, and we're going to back that one, right? Or if if they decided to go all in on, you know, if 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 for some reason, for whatever reason, right? And this is crypto; things change and things happen. If for whatever reason it was no longer in their interest to keep the UST peg, then that would be a major problem, right? So it, it it's it's not that it's going to happen; it's that it could, right? It's a it's a centralized point of failure. So we feel that it is critically important. It is mission critical to give that power into the community, to give the po- the gatekeeping power of the UST peg, or at least to let the community have a seat at the table and a fighting chance at defending the peg, right? So, so, so that's the idea. That's the ethos behind the project is this responsibility should be, it, it shouldn't be in the hands of one or two crypto funds, you know, and the community should have a role in it, right? That's the that's the ethos of the project man that's such a powerful message and you know i completely agree with you you know we talk a lot about uh decentralization and absolutely that could be a huge point of failure if we've only got a couple of people that are keeping that peg in the in, in your research is 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 it is that the case currently then that there are a couple of major actors that are, that are the primary ones that are keeping the peg and I guess like a question for me would be like how do you aim to compete with those with those major funds given the kind of resources that they've got yeah um and and that's a great question um so so yeah that is the case from what we've seen so far in sort of our research and our testing um the competition to keep the the peg arb competition is is very stiff right now right and you guys can see that anybody could see that just by watching how how fast it snaps back to peg, right? And how how tight the peg is kept. So that's a good thing, right? We we like that. That's the good, that's the point. Um, it, you know, and we've also noticed that the vast majority of the peg arb is done by very few number of wallets, right? That that are doing it very well and very fast. Right. So so yeah, the the assumption is that um there is there are a few, you know, maybe one or two or you know, less than a handful of major players um that are that right now that are gatekeeping the peg right so and 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 honestly you know great more power to them um you know and and yeah we do we do in a sense have to compete with that we do and and what i'll say about that is this um we're seeing a lot of improvement in our bots um they're getting a lot faster even since october ish you know our bots have gotten a lot faster, you know, multiple X faster, and we're seeing um, increased trades, increased profitability, right? Currently, as it stands, um, they're working, they are they are doing their job, right? Our bots are doing their job, they will protect the peg. If there was a, you know, a global meltdown tomorrow, right, and a global crash and everything went, went to hell, the bot, our, our bots would do the job, keep the peg, right? Um, you know, but as as far as the profitability goes, we're still getting there, right? We are we are admittedly we are the new kids on the block, right? We're we're the the new guy at at the poker table, and these other guys have been sitting there for quite some time. But there's there has been improvement, and there has been um, encouraging things, right? So just this past week, right, last Friday we saw a, a moderate crash, right? So those types of um, those types of situations are excellent for us. 
um, because they they are very revealing. They show a lot. They're great for testing, right? They're great for seeing what's what. Um, you know, and uh, I'll say this. <clears throat> so, and and even since then, in the past week, things have been a little bit shaky. So it's been good for us to kind of see um, see how how we're executing. So just in the past 24 hour period, probably 30 hour period now, but the last report that I got, um, you know, our test capital net 100 basis points, right? So about 1%, um, you know, and it was hitting about 25% of the trade opportunities. So about 25% of the, of the opportunities that they detected, it actually executed the trades. And the other about 75% of them failed, right? So we are still, um, you know, we're still getting front run for sure. Our bots are still getting front run, um, you know, but we still have lots of things that we could do to optimize them and get them faster, right? So, and, and I'll say this, the team right now, we're, we're not satisfied with where the bots are at. We want to you know, we we want to get them better. We're we're trying everything we know how to do, and we're you know we're just we're we're still working on them. However, you know it's been promising, and and there is you know we're just we're getting there. That's what it is. There was a couple other days this week where um, we net about twenty five basis points, so a quarter of a percent on it, and this is on a twenty four hour period, right? Um, and and the Friday of the crash, it was about two hundred basis points. Um, now, what I'll say is this, right? And, and and that's not bad, right? For a daily yield, right? We're talking about 1% daily, you know, that's not bad. However, um, we're testing with, with five figures, right? So, so I don't want, I don't want the community to get disillusioned or to set the expectations too high. Um, you know, probably what's going to happen when we, when we launch our vaults, we're probably looking at a yield on the USDR vault that's pretty close to Anchor's yield, probably a little above it, something like that. But it's it's not going to be a crazy high yield. It's not. And then we will, you know, eventually as we continue to optimize and incorporate new ARB strategies, um, you know, and optimize those, I think the yield will increase um, over time, right? But I. I don't want to be misleading and let the community think, hey, we're going to launch these ARP vaults and it's going to be some some ridiculous APY. That's, you know, that's just, it's just not the case. Hey, Seb, can you talk a little bit about um, the integration, you know, with, with Anchor and how funds are being utilized when there aren't ARP opportunities and how that kind of plays into um, the APY figures that you kind of just mentioned? Seb, you're on mute, just FYI. Uh, was I was I on mute that whole time? No, just 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 after Jimmy's question, there, I'm just putting you on mute okay. in between oh, oh, speaking because okay. we're getting some feedback oh. from your mic. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, so and and maybe Howard can answer that better than I could, but it, you know, generally speaking, it's it's pretty simple, right? I mean, it's the when when you deposit into our vaults, those those funds are deposited on the back end. Um, into anchor right until one of our bots detects an arm opportunity so then um you know let's say a bot the ust peg our bot detects an opportunity a trade opportunity those funds are withdrawn from anchor and in the same transaction right as they're withdrawn they're they're shot to execute the um execute the trade opportunity right um that's that's pretty much how it works i don't know howard do you want to to add anything to that yeah, it's it's basically a flash loan 
and the funds are at Anchor. So you loan out, like you take you take the funds out of Anchor, loan them out, and then you make sure that they get deposited back into the protocol. But and we also have like a small cash reserve because not all of the arbitrage um uh like arbitrage trades need a lot of capital so uh when you withdraw from anchor there's a small fee that you have to pay like the the tax the terra tax um and so for for like small opportunities with like lesser profit um it's better that we just have a bit of cash um to do those so, so that means the you know the the APR or APY is always going to be better than 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 Anchor. Is that right? Yeah, it should it should be. I mean, that alone should be enough for folks to uh, migrate funds over from their uh, Anchor Earn to White Whale if they're yeah. to you know yeah we, we, we think so too. Risk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the idea that okay, well, one. Your funds are still going into Anchor because we're depositing them there, right? So we, I like to, I like to call it Anchor Plus, right? So basically, what what our USTR vault will be is it's Anchor Plus Arbield plus you getting the peace of mind of knowing that you're helping, you're contributing to to securing the peg in the ecosystem. Cool, and then and maybe I think it's natural to to ask about. Um... Um, when you deposit UST in these vaults, you know what are you getting paid in? Is it going to be UST, or you know how some of the other protocols like Nexus are essentially market buying their own tokens and giving you back their tokens? Or can you walk us through that and and some of the um, the thinking behind uh, you know arriving at your yeah, solution? Yeah, yeah. So so in our single asset, our vaults, which UST will be the first, right? Um, you you deposit and you withdraw that native asset. So in the USDR vault, you will deposit USD and you will withdraw USD. It's it's literally the same functionality-wise as Anchor Protocol, as, as how you would deposit and withdraw on Anchor Earn, right? And as as we just mentioned, there will be a liquid token that you receive when you um when you deposit into our USD vault that will be VUSD. That's awesome. It, it just keeps things simple for like the everyday user, right? They don't have to think about <laughs> what yeah. am I getting? The APR right. and the APY, and and I know there's a bit of discussion in the Twitter sphere about that recently, but uh, maybe that's for a different time. Yeah, I I think it's a better user experience to be honest. It does keep it simpler. Originally, I was planning on paying out in whale, um, but I I think that the UST is is just the way to go, just for simplicity and and overall user experience. Cool. Um, but it's great to hear that. Um. That you're already hitting some of those those ARB opportunities given the competition. I think it's very fair of you, Sebastian, to 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 you know to be honest around like where you think you're going to be uh, from an APR APY perspective. Um, but I think you know as you say, like this is such a mission critical protocol towards you know keeping the peg and um, you know helping UST become as be- as good as it can be. I think people for sent to to contribute towards this mission if if that indeed was the case um just thinking about like the launch itself um just before we go into like some of the tokenomics um so in terms of functionality will will it just be the ust arb vault that is available on launch or will there be any other products available uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lob that one over to Howard see what let's see what he thinks about that I've been meaning to ask him that myself 
Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? So the question was, uh, at launch, um, will it just be the UST ARB vault that's available yeah. or will there be other other ARB vaults ava available at launch? Yeah, so um, if, like the first launch will only be the UST vault, but the, the cool thing there is that the way it's structured uh, with these, uh, these flash loans, um, it's, it's kind of um, the, the security aspect of the whole vault is contained within the, con like the contracts that handle these loans, right? So once we get those uh, audited, and they are being audited, so that shouldn't take too long anymore, we can add whatever strategy to it immediately. We don't have to wait for any audits because we literally can't um, can't make any loss on our trades. Like because if we do, they just get cancelled. So that's like a, a pretty cool security aspect on the way that that fault is in, is designed. Um, and then for the other faults, we're kind of. Um, working on a, an implementation that will be akin to how we will manage our treasury. So you can, you can think of it as um, kind of a, a contract that holds the funds and that can execute arbitrary messages that it receives um, through other contracts. And then uh, what you can do is you can make other contracts, for example, um, I, I call them dApps, so DAP contracts. So you can make a TerraSwap DAP contract that you can then call, which constructs the message for the specific application. So it can construct a message uh, to swap some funds, uh, some USD into Luna on TerraSwap. And then that will forward that message to the treasury and the treasury will execute it. And using those DAPs, you can actually make um some kind of like automated asset management of a certain contract so of a luna vault for example or some other vault and you can add whatever you want to that so that's what we're kind of working on now so uh, that that being said i think to answer the the original question is once we get sort of the infrastructure built for the war chest uh or treasury um it will be very easy and quick to replicate that. And that will then sort of become the, the framework or, or the bones um, for the single asset vaults moving forward, right? The UST vault's a little bit different, but um, once we get the treasury sort of infrastructure built, it will be, it will be very quick to just sort of, um, you know, copy paste new single asset vaults as, um, you know, as we go forward. Cool. Um... Excellent. Um, so just moving on slightly to, so alongside the protocol, you, you're launching the, the, the whale token. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the token and what, what the value of cruel around the token is? Yeah, sure. So um, I think when you, when you talk token value and token use case, right, um, you have to we have to consider the whole pol discussion and, and and you know not just the 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 liquidity owning the liquidity but the protocol owned treasury right which is um you know this is the next wave of DeFi. this is the craze right um it's it's sort of where the industry is going 
you know, now these protocols have assets within them to manage and where you're voting actually matters because you're, you know, you're controlling the, the assets that are, that are in the protocol. So, you know, we, the, the white whale team, right. We, we we're we have a lot of strategic thinkers, right? And we're trying to sort of be on that cutting edge. You know, we're trying to sort of pioneer um, the new best best practices in DeFi, right? And, and admittedly, some of them are experimental, like the boot swap, right? But you know, the the value of the token is going to be tied to the assets of the treasury, essentially. The assets in the treasury serve as a floor, right? They they serve as a floor for your market cap and your token value, um, because if if the market cap ever dropped below, your if your circulating market cap ever dropped below your treasury assets, you could just buy them with the treasury and scoop them off the market, right? Th theoretically, so that that acts as a floor for your market cap. So what we have is we have a lot of um, sort of innovative ideas on how not only to accumulate assets into the treasury, but how to leverage those assets um, in the treasury, one, to stabilize the ecosystem, right? But two, to also generate yield. So that treasury is always increasing in value, thus always putting upward pressure on um, on the market cap of whale and really giving it more intrinsic, intrinsic value, giving the token more intrinsic value, right? So there are lots of ways um, that we could do that. The primary one is, you know, we're we're going to accumulate assets through, um, you know, through the bond the bond mechanism that's that's so popular now. We're going to issue bonds, right? But we are going to. So so here's the other thing, right? Let me just let me comment on the on the bond model and the and the POL stuff, right? Um, you have you have dozens, if not hundreds, of home forks out there right now, right? And you're seeing them on every chain. You're seeing them. Every everybody their mom has has an own fork, right? Um, so what what the bond model is, right? It's it's a fundraising mechanism. That's what it is. It's a way of accumulating assets. It's like a mega ICO that lasts for months, right? That's what that is. Most of these forks, most of these own forks have no they have no end. They have no um, vision. Of what they're going to do with the funds that they're accumulating they just found this very powerful fundraising mechanism called bonds and they're just they're just collecting money they're just accumulating money and spitting out dgen yields and you know going riding the wave right so so that's why and again i said this on terabytes i appreciate daniel sesta right because i've you know i've i've heard him do interviews i've heard him in interviews say yeah time wonderland we're, we're just raising money right now you know, and eventually we're going to do something awesome with it. <laughs> but right now we're just raising money. And that literally all they are is they fork the the, the Olympus Dow bond code uh, and put it on Avalanche. Right. And and they have something like 800 million in their treasury. And, uh, you know, it was a two billion dollar market cap. I, I don't know what it is right now, but he, he, he admits that there's no vision for this. We're eventually we're going to do something cool with this money, but we're just raising money. So what White Whale is is we do have a vision we have a very clear vision we're going to protect the usd peg but we're also going to arbitrage the entire terra ecosystem and eventually the entire ibc right and we're, by doing that we're going to stabilize the ecosystem 
right? Arbitrage done properly brings stability, right? It brings stability to the peg and to these assets across exchanges. It's it's good. It's healthy, right? So we're going to accumulate assets into our treasury, okay? And we're going to do it very strategically, right? And I'll tell you where we're what we're eyeing now, right? Are the other stables? So we're gonna, we, you know, we're planning on issuing bonds for other stable coins on Terra, right? Like the Euro and the SDT and the KRT. We want, you know, we don't just want UST in our treasury. We want these other stable coins in our. So, so in our our treasury holds a basket of, you know, of stable coins, but of different foreign currencies, right? And uh, you know, we know there are people that are working on forex exchanges, right? And forex markets on Terra. It's only a matter of time before they come. But we want to arb the crap out of those when they, <laughs> you know, when when they go live. So. We're, you know, we're going to accumulate those assets. We're going to accumulate M assets. We're going to accumulate um, different assets into our treasury, right? And that that serves as an increasing floor for the, you know, of intrinsic value for the whale market cap, right? We'll also own our own liquidity from the LBP right off the bat. That will be generate. That will be constantly growing. That will be increasing the floor. So really, the, the treasury is sort of the engine, right? That's the engine of value um, for the whale token. Okay, that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm really, particularly as a Brit, I'm pretty interested in hearing that you're planning on building up the liquidity of the other stable coins across uh, Terra. That's pretty exciting. Um, Jimmy, do you have any questions since we're touching on um, protocol owned liquidity here and tokenomics? Do you want to do you want to jump in with any questions there? No, I just got you know I got some chills when Sebastian was talking about <laughs> all the exciting things that he wants to do with the assets and the treasury. Um, I love the fact that um, with the boot swap, you guys are going to be owning a huge amount of your liquidity um, early on. And doing the price discovery with the boot swap allows you to essentially not worry about liquidity too much in the, um, I guess, the early phases after your launch, right? I think with most other protocols, we see that um, when they launch, they'll have like crazy emissions um, on their token um, for to LP just to you know get people to provide liquidity, and then you know you can do something. Uh, interesting later but with this boot swap i love that you're doing price discovery so now you can um you know use these bonds to essentially um acquire assets that are the most useful um to your protocol so you know say like right now we might start with ust and luna but um all of a sudden when we have you know say b soul come out or stake soul come out or any of the other um staked you know assets like um like the atom and stuff once they come out you guys can you know, just quickly switch to uh providing whale tokens um at a discount in exchange for these other bonded assets um no i think it's just super exciting and the fact that you know i'm an amateur uh, bot creator myself um it's just never been that profitable <laughs> for me because of the sea of failed transactions that i get versus the amount of actual uh, profitable transactions that I'm able to execute on. Yeah. So, um, so you brought up the LBP. Do you guys want to, you want to get into that? Yeah. I was just going to say, it feels like a natural roll into uh, the boot swap, um, which is, 
I think probably I think you guys are probably going to be the first protocol launching with that methodology on Terra. Um, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about um, how it's going to work, how people can participate, and maybe try and give us like for some of the audience who may be not familiar with that uh, method of launch, maybe you can just give us like a really basic overview of how it works. Yeah, so the LBP or liquidity bootstrapping pool um, is, you know, a mechanism that was just built by the Astroport team and they open sourced it as a service um, for the, the Luna community. And, uh, you know, shout out to them for doing that, because I, I do think this is a, a very helpful tool, right? Because, I mean, you guys have seen the other launches on, on Terra, you know, we've all participated and been watching um, the last few months. Um, they all, you know, they all get sniped by bots, right? Um, that that happens all the time. They all get these manufactured pumps, right? They all struggle with not putting enough liquidity in at the beginning. Um, so the LBP really, I think, um, goes a long way to curb a lot of that, you know. So so what a, what an LBP does is, for those of you who aren't familiar, is um, it's a mechanism of of you know doing an IDO. You're distributing your tokens to the public that intentionally you start the, the token price, the launch price high, um, and then it floats down to price discovery, to market price discovery over a set period of time, right? So this deters um, the bot activity that we've all seen, that we've all come to, to sort of hate, right? Um, you know, and it, and it allows, allows for a fairer distribution of tokens, right? So instead of, you know, a handful of botsters getting all the juicy cheap tokens right at the beginning, right? And then flipping them and dumping them on the market. Um, this this cancels that out. It negates that. It starts high and sort of floats down to where um, where the token should be should be reasonably priced at. Right now, we have seen LBPs before, right? We've seen the you know LBPs have been done on Ethereum. Not a ton of them, but enough. Um, and we've also seen protocol on liquidity. We've seen protocols doing protocol on liquidity. We're the first. So, so what I the point that I want to make here is, as far as I'm aware, right? Um, and maybe there's somebody, but I, I it was our idea, anyways. Um, you know, we're the first that that I'm aware of that's going to leverage an LBP um, to bootstrap our own POL to bootstrap our own protocol on liquidity. So we're the first that I'm aware of in the DeFi space that's sort of combining these two very powerful concepts, right? And effectively starting our launch with the lion's share um, of our own liquidity from this mechanism, right? So um, it, it, this is a new thing we're trying. It is admittedly, it's experimental. Right, I would be shocked if it if it went one hundred percent perfect. To be honest with you, because it's new, um, it, you know. So I would I would ask the community to, to be patient with us, to be gracious, you know. And the other thing too is we're we're completely, you know, we're guessing as far as demand, right? So, and that's the other issue that we've seen with these launches, um, is you know, listen, if we wanted to, we could manufacture a huge pump, a huge initial pump for for the whale token and the first days of trading and make all of the insiders feel really good about themselves, right? You just, you don't fill your pool up too much, right? You keep the pool shallow, right? And then there's a bunch of initial demand right at launch and then the token goes way up, but that sucks, right? It sucks for everyone who, who doesn't, who's not in, right? Who, who, who hasn't gotten in yet. We're not interested in that, 
right? Where I could care less about a huge initial manufactured pump, right? And then what happens after your initial manufactured pump is the emissions kick in, right? And then the next month, you're, you know, the, the price action's terrible because because of the tokenomics and how, how you rolled out. But um, but yeah, we, we went the opposite way, okay? Our goal and why we put in, and, and by the way, we already put them in, the, the firecracker's been lit. We have, we have sent um, the funds, we've sent the whale tokens, the, the capital, the million dollars, the million USD into the LBP. We couldn't stop it right now if we, if we wanted to. It's on a timer set to start at midnight tomorrow UST, midnight um, Sunday UST. But anyways, um, we wanted to overshoot demand, okay? We, we wanted to say, let's, you know, let if anything let's sell too many tokens because the worst thing that can happen is they get cheaper then and more community members get more liquid whale tokens right and and people are happier so our our goal was to to sell to to if anything overshoot demand right that's that's what we're trying to do and i'll i'll say <laughs> i'll say this the um the most bullish people on the project on on white whale are the ones that are closest to the project okay so like myself and the team like you should have heard us at our team meeting i was like you guys planning on participating in the in the lvp and they're like we're all pumped like we're, we're all planning on buying we don't we don't have any liquid whale right we don't we're all locked up we don't have any liquid whale so like we're we're all planning on participating in the lvp because we're just that excited about it you know and and we're that excited about the project so um so on that note, I'll drop a I'll drop an alpha bomb if if that's okay with everybody listening. Yes, please. <laughs> so we we made a slight change. Okay, um, instead of our target ratio being fifty fifty, it's now going to be twenty eighty. Okay, so effectively, what that means is there will be thirty percent more whale tokens for sale in the LBP. Okay, so because so with the target ratio, the ending ratio being 2080 now, there will be that many more whale tokens for sale during during the LBP. All of the liquidity will still be immediately withdrawn straight to our treasury, right? And we will we'll rebalance it in there. Um, but we're going to sell 30% more whale tokens during the LBP. So you heard it here first on GT Capitals AMA. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, so so if, if folks aren't familiar with LBPs, I kind of just want to give them some um, anecdotes on the LBPs that I've participated um, in the past on Ethereum. So if you if you read articles about LBPs, um, you'll see graphs that the price starts very high. Um, and if nobody buys, then the price exponentially decreases to that target ratio that you're talking about, um, right? So some LBPs that I've been a part of, you'll see for like the first day or so, maybe nobody's buying. And then you see the price just drop. Um, and then you think that trend is going to continue. And then, you know, you hope that you can um, get in when the price is really low. Um, but one LBP that I was a part of is Klimadao's um, LBP that they did on Copper Launch. Um, and then after the first 12 hours, I saw that the price was continuing to decrease. And I was like, okay, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. Then all of a sudden, somebody buys in and the price shoots above what the LBP started at. So now it's more expensive than even if you aped in the very first second. 
Um, and then the price continues to dip a little bit as it goes. And then you hope that it, you know, drops down to, um, below the price that you were looking at initially. Um, and then people start FOMOing in and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the price just goes like two, three X above when the LBP started. So I want to, I want to, I guess, set people's expectation that just because the price is programmed to drop, it does not mean that the price will end up below the starting price. Um, and then from that experience, I've been able to kind of formulate that, hey, I'm going to DCA into any LBP that I'm interested in rather than trying to dump everything in at the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, that's an excellent point, Jimmy. Thank you for bringing that up. You know, with there, 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 it will be volatile. There will be huge swings. We are, we are recommending do not, do not ape in your entire bag all at once or all at the beginning, all at once. Um, scale in your orders. You know, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to catch tops and bottoms. Just there's plenty of time. There's no rush. There's no advantages to being the first one. Right. Um, and you can buy at the beginning. That's fine. Um, but, you know, just just scale in and and DCA, just like Jimmy said, I think that is the best approach. That is, you know, there's plenty of time and there's plenty of tokens out there. So, uh, you know, you, you don't ape, basically. <laughs> you know, that's that's basically the, the, the best thing that we could say, you know. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be quite the event. Um, the, the first time that we're seeing this on, on Terra, probably a lot of inexperienced people, who haven't participated in this before so yeah i think that's great advice like be careful don't go all in at once uh kind of watch and may maybe do some research beforehand in terms of how these how these types of launches work what's happened in previous similar launches and you know um yeah don't ape is, is some great, is great advice um uh, see some people have been patiently waiting with their hands up. I think we've like got maybe a couple more questions. So if you do want to come up and ask a question, maybe now's a good time to start requesting the mic. Um just want to like run run through other ways that people can get hold of uh the, the whale token. I think you're doing a, another uh, another couple of types of launches. Um the pylon pools, which are which are already live, and I don't know if you want to talk to those at all. And I believe there's a there's also a planned launch on Star Terra. I've not seen any details around that in terms of when it's launching, how many tokens will be available. Not sure if you're willing to talk to that at all, but um, just wanted to ask that question. Yeah, so we we are live on Pylon right now, so that is another way um, to to get tokens, right? So uh, listen, our goal with the distribution um of tokens and and you know we're we're still we're we're kind of doing it touch and go right now we have the lbp ahead of us right and we're we're focused on that we don't know how it's going to go you know what i mean and we we're we're very curious to see how how it's going to go but our goal is to distribute tokens at good and fair levels to as broad a spectrum of the terra community and really to to the community as possible right we want we want as many people to get in at a good level as as possibly can because when you get into a project at a good price then it's it becomes a lot easier to hold it right i, I mean the projects that i hold the longest are the ones that i got in early and i got in low and it just it just makes it easier right so 
Um, so, so that's our goal, right? And we intentionally, you know, because we think of ourselves as a community project, we did a very small private round. You know, it was under nine percent of our of our allocation was to private investors. You know, we have twenty percent dedicated to to public distribution in one way or another, and then another three percent for airdrops, right? So. Um, so we do have the pylon pools open now. That is another way to get in. It's a good way. I think the pylon pools are a very good way to get in. There's just trade-offs to all of them, right? So pylon, you have vesting periods. So you know you can get you can get tokens there. You could keep your principal, right? So it's lawless, but uh, it's not lawless. It's lossless. Um, but but you have a vesting period, right? Um, we are still planning on a Starterra event. Um, that that still is on the roadmap. We just want to see how how the LBP goes first, right? So um, so once we get through this, then we will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get going on that, right? So um, so that's kind of our strategy, you know, to um, to get the tokens out there. You mentioned an airdrop there as well. And um, is, there, is there kind of a timescale on when that's going to drop? Um, it'll be when we, <laughs> as soon as we can get to it, right? Um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine it will take long. Um, you know, there's just just the things that are on our plate, you know, between finishing the contracts, optimizing the bots, you know, and uh, going through audits. I'm sure we'll have stuff to fix for the audits, you know. So um, we do have we actually do have the contracts written. Um, you know, I, I don't expect it would be long, um, the, the airdrops, but I don't I don't have exact timing to give you on that now. So sure. no problem. Um Jimmy, any any other questions around launch? Nope. I think um, I think some of the folks in the audience would uh, love to come up and um, chat with Sebastian and and see if uh, anyone else wants to have any particular questions answered. Please raise your hands. Cool. Um, well, we got we got Sefi. He's been waiting extremely patiently, pretty much since the start of the uh, the uh, the session. So, Sefi, um, um, welcome and and. Hey guys, what's your question, Sebastian? Yeah, I put my question in super early so that I don't get kicked at the very end. <laughs> so um, the question I have on the the infrastructure is: uh, so is all of the activity of White Whale on chain, or are there arbitrage bots that are running, um, say, for example, against centralized exchanges? Also, is that's kind of the first part of my question, and then. Like once I have the answer to that, I had some kind of like follow up that goes with that. Yeah. So initially, everything's on chain. Everything's on chain. Everything's on the dexes. The primary, uh, you know, the UST peg arb strategy is very simple. It's right now. It's TerraSwap against um, the L1, the seniorage validator method, right? So those are the two places that you trade, right? Arbitrage is basically you know, trading the same asset on multiple multiple places at once and profiting off the difference. So that the peg arb strategy right now is TerraSwap and the L1. Um, as as other DEXs come out, we have Astroport, right? We have Loop. Then there will be more exchanges, sort of to to arb against, right? But um, but right now it's all it's all DEXs. Now um, we are. Uh, you know, that is another thing that is on our roadmap, that is on our radar, is implementing um centralized exchange arbitrage and strategies because here's the thing right we we want to protect ust protect the peg everywhere that it has liquidity 
right? Um, and, and right now, I think the most liquidity is on KuCoin, where, where UST is. I believe that's still the case. Um, so we do want to protect the peg on the centralized exchanges. However, it gets a little bit tricky from a regulatory standpoint, from a legal standpoint. You're kind of crossing over the rubricon of DeFi when you start to engage with centralized exchanges right because you need to open accounts and and things like that however there are ways to do it you know um there are ways to do it we just we need to be careful and we need to think them through and that's that's something that's currently you know being being figured out and being sorted out but it is it's something that we intend to do so the reason i ask that is um obviously anywhere there is um Anywhere there's liquidity out there, um, you could arguably have like a DPEG on a specific centralized exchange if someone makes a massive buy or sell order. Um, like I think many of us have like seen that happen with slightly off peg situations on KuCoin where, you know, sometimes you get a little bit more UST, sometimes you get a little bit less if you trade to it. Um, I just, the reason I was asking this is that when it comes to the actual peg itself, it seems more obvious how it pegs on chain. It seems a little bit less obvious how on chain peg necessarily translates over via either oracles or otherwise to um, to off chain peg or on on centralized exchanges and and um, like how much does what White Whale does? How much does that translate to the rest of the universe of UST? I guess that's my question. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, that that's a fantastic question. It really is, and I've I've thought about that a lot myself. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to play out how sort of a doomsday scenario, you know, or or a meltdown scenario would would play out. Like, so let's say, for example, right, that White Whale's up and running. There's eight figures deposited in the UST vault, and um, you know everything hits the fan, right? There's a there's a, a, a crash bigger than the May crash, um, and we're protecting the peg on TerraSwap and on the DEXs, right? Um, you know, but, we, but we're not doing anything on, the cent- on KuCoin or the centralized exchanges. You know, my thought, and I'm speculating, right, would be as, as long as we're protecting it at its primitive, right, at the primary spots that one, People could always then, if if it was off peg on KuCoin, people could always arb, you know, manually, right? KuCoin against uh, against the the DEX, um, and eventually it would stabilize. And and you know, as as long as we're protecting it in the prime location of TerraSwap and the DEXs, that eventually that would taper out. But again, what we're doing here is we're speculating on how sort of a run scenario would would play itself out if that makes sense but you know the answer is still the same that uh, you know our goal and our intention is to protect it everywhere that it has liquidity cool thank you um sefi i I know you've probably got more questions feel free to stay up on the stage but we'll just get to try and get to another couple of people that come up here so uh, bit nate uh, a classic skeptic of protocol owned liquidity i wonder if your question is going to be related to that I'm making a name. No, I agree 100% here. Um, You couldn't have said it better. We think we both kind of agree with the hype. Um, And I think the distinction to make there um, is you guys aren't, it's funny, right? Protocol on liquidity was a thing before it was protocol on liquidity, right? Um, The main difference in my mind is 
you're not rebasing your whole damn token and penalizing governance holders to do it, right? You're doing this in a bonded way that benefits the whole protocol. So I think that's a big difference to make there. Um, anyways, um, I, I think this ties in really close to what we're just talking about is collateralized debt positions, right? You got flash loans going. Um, so really what we could start looking at here to further stabilize the peg once we start seeing more USDC, UST native on Terra. I know it's possible to get USDT on Terra. Um, not a fan of that, but anyways, you know, it'll get on there anyways. Um, we could create collateralized debt positions that you kind of flash loan into through White Whale and help stabilize a peg through that as well. Um, definitely something I would think you guys might want to look into and probably hit me up because I definitely want to start exploring how we can do this. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Are you familiar with collateralized debt positions, CB? Yeah, TV? yeah, sure. It's like it's yeah. like what Mirror uses to mint assets, right? For bit, yeah, I'm referring more to like what MakerDAO does. Um, I know Pappy has talked about this a bit too. Um, him and I are pretty big proponents yeah. on this. Needing to get that. Yeah, so essentially you can you could take a loan out in UST mm -hmm. with half yeah. of that by USDC when it's below peg, right? And then ideally we would need a place that's taking that LP, right? Essentially it's Uniswap on MakerDAO, right? And then the Uniswap MakerDAO flashes into the MakerDAO uh, collateralized debt position. And at that point, you hold a huge position with a small loan because I believe it's collateralized at like, I think it's 2% collateral. Don't don't yeah. quote me on that. So essentially, yeah, I'm thinking like possibly through building out another our arm somewhere that could pay these out. Maybe it's Anchor, maybe it's, you know, Mars, whatever. Um, you could help flash loan into that. And then you could also help make uh, revenue off of that for the protocol while, all while stabilizing the peg. It's kind of like game theory, right? Bringing, bringing all the other stable coins into the system because then they help create a flight to the best, which is UST. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, awesome. And then I would throw out one other idea that this is a future idea, um, not available yet, but as Levana and Sigma start offering options, this is where things get really interesting because you could then start arbing different volatility off of the Black-Scholes differentials, essentially VOMA, the different VOMA between um, like Levana and Sigma on the same underlying asset. And that, that would be an awesome opportunity to really take this to the new level, take this to what traditional advanced market makers look like. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. We should talk some more. We should, we should talk some more privately. I, I mean, here's the thing. There's, there are so many ARB opportunities when we start thinking about them and, and brainstorming, it's, it, it gets overwhelming. It, it's sort of, it becomes all right. Where do we start, right? And where do we focus exactly. on? Um, but but we should definitely um, we should chat further. Um, Howard, on that note, do you want to talk? Do you want to share a little bit about flash loans? Because I know you're really excited about it, and we didn't we touched on them a little bit, but not too much yet. Um, so essentially, they're going to be like an, an extra income source for our protocol and for the, for the vault because like our own strategies use these flash loans to get funding and to do the actual arbitrage but we can we can like easily open them up for other people to use um to build 
cool uh, cool applications uh, like the one we just discussed. And we can charge a small fee for that. So basically, um, the funds in the vaults uh, can get used by other protocols or other users essentially to um, to get a loan, a flash loan, and to do whatever they want with it as long as they pay it back and pay us a small fee for using it. Right, and so this is a traditional collateralized flash loan, right, where it's, it's just one block, essentially, it flashes in, flashes out before the block closes, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. But um, it's not really collateralized, as you don't need to... No, that's like, what really, I said, uncollateralized. Uncollateralized, yeah, correct, yeah. No, I think that's really cool for like even amateurs like myself or kind of opening up like your whole treasury for um, other strategists or other bot makers where they don't have to risk um, their own collateral or have like a huge pool of UST or Luna to um, utilize whatever strategy that they might see, right? So they can just um, code things up and maybe in their first message, they're just borrowing it from... Um, white whale, they're going to do something with it. They make a profit and then they pay you guys back um, at the end of the day or at the end of the block. And yeah. um, if if it's one, if it's not profitable, the whole thing fails and maybe they lose like a dollar in failed transaction fees. Um, but if they're successful, everyone wins, right? I think that's yeah. an awesome way to like democratize um, arbing opportunities um, that exist on the market, even if they don't want to like join the white whale team or be a like official strategist right they want to do it for their own um selfish interest and they don't want to disclose the strategies that they're using but they can still use white whales treasury to uh, essentially uh, make it happen yeah, and yeah. You, there are even other applications beyond arbitrage like um let's say that you have a bad loan and you don't want to get liquidated um you can self-liquidate your like you do, you can do self-liquidation with the funds that you borrow. So you pay off the loan with the flash loan, and then you uh, withdraw the collateral, you sell part of the collateral to repay the loan. And that way you don't, um, like there isn't as much discount on the liquidity when it gets sold, uh, for example. I think that kind of plays really nicely into what just happened like yesterday with Anchor and the Oracle issues where if they had this, you know, almost like a bot running as like an insurance policy, it would have paid back their entire Anchor earn and then sell or say so like it flashes in, borrows money from White Whale, pays off their loan, sells their collateral uh, and then pays back White Whale with the collateral proceeds rather yeah. than getting liquidated from Kujira. Yeah, um, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're really excited to to be bringing flash loans to Terra and and really the IBC, right? Um, you, you know, one it they're they're already we're already going to be using them in our infrastructure, right? We'll we'll be using them first in, internally in our own vaults. Um, that they'll operate with the flash loans. So you know, opening them up, you know, just seems like a logical next step. So like. If somebody wanted to build what Bitnate was just talking about, somebody wanted to develop that strategy, they could just call on our, you know, the capital in our vaults and um and get a fat flash loan and get it funded and execute that strategy. You know, so it's um it's a very powerful, very powerful tool, and we're we're excited about bringing it to the ecosystem. Yeah, I think I think when people think about flash loans, they they can get they can be concerned about you know economic exploits that. Um, 
um, flash loans can bring, right? Like right off the top of my head, you know, what we've seen from yesterday, I think if there's enough UST that someone could borrow um, from the white whale treasury, what they could do is, you know, load up their own positions um, on Kajira and then just like say dump a whole bunch of Luna on TerraSwap. And then if there's like one scam wick that liquidates everyone, um, they can just claim all of that, sell it from Kajira and then pay back, uh, pay back any Luna or UST that they borrowed from White Whale, right? Um, yeah, but... I think this kind of just opens up like, I think thoughts on, um, you know, becoming more um, sophisticated with our Oracle systems and, and yeah. the way that we're pricing um, assets. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's an Oracle issue. Um, and that's also why we're uh, announcing it so early um, that, that we will deploy this stuff because we want to give other protocols a heads up that this is something that is going to be deployed and they should think about what security aspects of their own protocol should be looked at when this is live and if it creates any vulnerabilities in how they operate. Yeah, and I, I think it's an important point too. Um, you know, it does open up. There, there, there will be people trying to figure out how to utilize the flash loans to do exploits, right? Um, so, you know, but but they're a net positive. They're a net positive to the ecosystem, and the, the benefits outweigh that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it it will kind of force everybody, protocols included, developers included. Um, to you know, sort of reevaluate, take a look at everything, and make sure that um, everything's tightened up. You know, that's that's just that's just what it is. Cool. Um, we've got no one else lined up for questions, so so last chance if anyone wants to come up and ask a question here. We've had a really great audience. I think we've got you know, we've averaged over two hundred and fifty people listening throughout the throughout the call. Um, but whilst we're waiting, in case anyone wants to come up and ask a last minute question. Uh, Sebastian, is there anything that we've not covered today that you wanted to get out there? Um, and if not, um, where is the best place to uh, follow White Whale, keep up to date with the LBP launch? Um, where's the best yeah. place for people to go? Yeah, so I think one other point that I'll make is, um, you know, what we've seen and what I, what's kind of surprised me, but but shouldn't have, I guess, is um, Kujira, you know, and I'll shout out to Kujira, um, you know, the community has received them very well, right? And I think that people have been impressed, you know, by Kujira and by using their platform. And I mean, here's the thing, right? And and it's funny because Kujira is also, it also means whale, it's Japanese for whale. But it, it does, you know, what Kujira does, one, it empowers the regular retail users to do something that they couldn't, right? And two, it's it's a service to the ecosystem, right? It, it makes the ecosystem more efficient. Um, and, and you could see the power of that and you can see how, how much people are enjoying it. So, you know, that's that's right in the same vein of White Whale. Like th those are our sort of core principles and um, exactly what we're trying to do as well, you know? So, and I think that, that Kujira has executed well on it um, and, and shown how, how powerful that could be um, if if that's sort of what's driving you and that's your mission, right? Um, so so yeah, about our launch, right? It starts um, twelve twelve at twelve twelve a.m. EST, so less than thirty six hours from now. Um, 
you know, we will be posting a, a link. Uh, the best thing to do is follow us on Twitter. That's where we will be announcing everything and posting everything. But we'll be we'll be posting up a link shortly um, to the site. All you have to do is go to the site um, with your, you know, connect your Terra wallet and have UST and you can swap for whale. It's as easy as um, swapping on TerraSwap or any other decks, um, you know, but like we've said earlier, um, be careful right um scale in your orders don't ape in all at once you know and kind of manage it over the um over the period the 72 hours you know but um but we're very excited about it we're very excited to to see how it how it goes over with the community how the community likes it you know if this works it, it could set a new standard you know um for for how projects launch right and it, it could um you know could be a benefit to to future projects as well so um so we're excited we're excited to see how it how it rolls out yeah i can't wait honestly um i think it's going to be really interesting to watch I, i've been you know i know all the guys at gt have been super excited about uh, white whale as a as a protocol i think you know you make a really great point there about the synergies with kajira you know two fantastic tools that essentially you know your your strap line is be the whale and i think both of those both both of those protocols play into that narrative and really give the retail the you know the large retail user base of Terra the opportunity to um, get involved in in whale games essentially and and also as you say help protect the protocol. So thank you, Sebastian, and thank you, Howard, for for coming and speaking to us today. Uh, very very much appreciated. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. It's been uh, it's been fun. Yeah, it was cool talking. We'll uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. If you wanna, if you wanna loop back post launch and, and and let us know how things are going, or you wanna give us an update in terms of where you're going in functionality, you're always welcome. Um, just as we close out, um, uh, just a a quick update on 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 GT Capital uh, activities. Um, folks will have noticed this week we've had a busy week. Um. We, you know, we talked a little bit about Sebastian and, and White Whale's origin story, uh, and, and we're very pleased to launch this week um, with the uh, help of one of our members, Martin, the first ever Terra-focused job board uh, known as Hypernova. Uh, you can, uh, you can, we'll we'll put a tweet out via GT Capital following this call in terms of, uh, you know, how you can engage with that site. We've already got several. Uh, jobs from several different uh, protocols and projects up there that are live so if you're looking to get into crypto that's a great place to go um to potentially you know start your career in crypto um there's lots of different types of roles there not just developer roles community roles as well um and then obviously we also launched our our validator um this this week as well we feel very lucky that we've managed to hit the active set very quickly and uh we we, we also very lucky that we received a, a delegation from dogon himself this week uh, which kind of firmly puts us into uh, the active set for the foreseeable future so if you if you like what we're doing here please do consider uh, delegating as a portion of your lunar uh, to our or your state lunar to our delegator and you know we saw the post from doe yesterday which you know some concerns around the amount of voting power that the largest validators do hold uh, you know we're still relatively small with about 0.3 percent of the voting power so please do consider us if you do like what we're doing and um, so uh, that's it from me 
thank you so much to the white whale guys best of luck with your with your launch we'll be watching closely and we'll hope to speak to you again soon thanks guys thanks yep thanks everyone take care bye-bye thanks for checking out another episode of the ether this was a gt capital space featuring white whale doing a little ama talking about all sorts of cool stuff for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening Stepping on the concrete where the rocks meet Nighttime special ops flushing out the raw meat If you think you want beef, think again promptly Oddly the bombs never dropped on the party Probably the odds were too damn alarming Disarming the population, that's a hard feat, hardly Break up the booze and the drugs Wait till the bodies drop, then roll up the rugs Raise up an army of suicide Barbies Never bring a plastic knife to a gun battle Gotta praise mommy for the do or die heartbeat Gave up killing, now she's back in the saddle Better pick a side, let them go gather When the dogs of war route looking for their master Feeling all war route like a blood donor But they wouldn't take it, didn't have the right aroma When the enemy strikes, you better have a flashlight Never have I seen darker days in my life Everyone got a handout, looking for a pardon Me, I'm just lucky, I found a good partner The look on the face when the shit got started A bunch of dead bodies, dearly departed It's merely an art form made out of cardboard Got a brain and the headed blood pumping heart for Keeping everything saturated like a drugstore Fighting through the lines like a blood sport of sorts Just trying to get enough food to live can't grow your own when you're living in the shit In the midst of all this, we never got our shit together Long enough to sit and think about the bigger picture Whether or not we ever had to run the risk Rather be a carrier, gorilla in the mist well, We need to remember uh, that this virus will pass But the decisions that we make today uh, In this atmosphere Will last um, We will have to live with them, our children will have to live with them All of our posterity will it's not just about America. It's not just about your city. Um, it's about everywhere. Ten spaces. <laughs>